0: We've been talking about worship, and I talked about the truth of worship, and it is the Word of God. It is attached 100% to this book called the Bible, the best-selling book in the history of humanity, made up of 66 smaller books, and this is what we read from. This is what we believe is the source of truth, that it has no error in it, and it is the authority that we live our lives through. And so today, as we read this uh, passage in Genesis 3... I felt like we should stand and honor the word of God being read. We stand to honor a lot of things. And I I feel like right now what we need to do, especially in society today in 2021, let us stand and honor the word of God as we read it. Amen? Okay. What I'm about to read in Genesis 3, I just want to, I I want to set the stage. God has created, he's spoken. It says, in the beginning, in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created heavens and earth. Perhaps you've heard this historical account of creation, but uh, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and it says that the spirit of God was hovering over the water, and God began to speak, and he said, and let there, does anyone know how this goes, and let there be... Light. And so there was light and, and, and everything changed. The environment changed. Creation begins to come about. And then God goes on and he creates man and woman. We're getting back to the origin. We're getting back to our original design here is where we're going. And, and God creates man and woman and he puts them in the garden. He says, you can eat from anything. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. You can eat from anything except There's this one tree right here, knowledge of good and evil. And there's this other tree, the knowledge of life. I want you to devour the knowledge of life, the tree of life. I don't want you to devour this. When we devour the word of God, you are devouring the the tree of life. And so this is where God leaves humanity. And this is where this little devil comes in. In chapter 3. And so much happens right here. (laughs) It says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord had made. And one day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Now, can I just stop for a second and say, did God say that we couldn't eat from any of the trees? He said, just don't eat from this one. All right, this should be clue number one to what's happening here. Of course, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. Did God say you couldn't touch it? Hmm. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She, yeah. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So many bright, shiny objects today that look beautiful and look pleasurable that lead us astray. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. And at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame of their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover them. And when The cool evening breezes were blowing. The man and his wife heard the Lord walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man. He said, where are you? And of course, man replies, I I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked, have you eaten? Check this out. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you to not eat? The man replied. He didn't say yes or no. What does the man say? Let me, let me read this. I want all of us to hear this. The man replied. It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Now I, I, I just want to pause for one second. I just want to point out. There is a lot of oppression in society that is hinged on this passage. That we say, it's all the woman's fault. Men, I caution you. Dude, don't go there, bro. Because, <laughs> then the Lord asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. And that's why... I ate it. See what had happened here is that Satan traps humanity in the revolving argument of he said, she said, and they forgot about what God said. Turn to somebody as you sit down, turn to somebody and say, what did God say? Today we're, going to focus on, today, we're going to focus on the weight of God's words to us in our dialogue with him. In what I call worshipful prayer. We've been in a series talking about worship. What is worshipful prayer? Now, I'm going to define what true worship is because I want to give some definition. I want us to understand. Now, I'm going to start by saying this. Every single one of us were made to be worshipers. My lens in life, like my personal lens in life, is that of a worshiper. Our lens here at the Movement Church is that of a worshiper. A worshiper is simply a follower of Jesus that follows in a way that says you can have everything, that lays our life down to follow and be obedient to his word. In other contexts, we may say a disciple of Jesus. I just use the word worshiper. But we were, because we were made to worship worship. So you may be far from God. If you're watching our online campus, you may be listening to me. If you're sitting there listening to me, you say, yeah, I'm far from God. I was once close to God or I was never close to God. Or you may be sitting here saying, I have a a deep intimate relationship with Jesus. No matter where you're at, no matter where your belief is, no matter where you find yourself, I want to tell you something. You were made, your original design was to be that of a worshiper, you were designed to give, uh, to give worth, affection, and attention to God and God alone. Because he's worthy for all the time of your, of your worship from all people. That's what a true worshiper is. Now we may decide in our lives to place our worship in other places. We prioritize that differently perhaps. But I'm telling you, we were made to worship. And a true worshiper... Gives worth, attention, and affection to God. Chiefly because he's worthy. We worship out of that place. Let me define what prayer is, worshipful prayer. So we understand what worship is. Let me define real quickly what prayer is. Prayer is simply this it's an open dialogue between God and people, it's an open dialogue. Luke five fifteen says, "Yet the news about him spread all the more." It's talking about Jesus. this is Jesus. Jesus' business was good, if you will. Jesus' ministry had started, and he 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 starts praying for people, and people start getting healed. Demons start leaving people. Things start to happen. Business is picking up. Do you know what I'm saying? And people start to hear about Jesus. And so he's beginning to become more popular in society. And while this is happening, people... So the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. They start gathering toward him in the middle of this. In the middle of his success. In the middle of the upswing of his business. What does Jesus do? Verse 16. He gets away to a lonely place to pray. Lonely place means a wilderness place. Jesus is showing us this picture. Sometimes we think wilderness a lonely place. Like, gosh, I'm alone here. Maybe God, I think sometimes maybe God has us in a place that seems like a wilderness place and we're going, we got to get out of this wilderness place. And God's like, no, I, I, I want to actually get you in a place where you're not having to deal with the competing voices. Jesus knew something. He knew something. There was, there was something important here for you and I. Sometimes we have to get away to this lonely place so we don't have to deal with all these competing voices and we can hear what? The one voice of God. We turn the volume down on everything else. Jesus gives us an example of maintaining an open dialogue with God in worshipful prayer. You know that word prayer? He got away in a lonely place to pray. That word pray, guess what it means? Worship. Worship is prayer, and prayer is worship. You cannot decouple the two. You can't disconnect the two because both of them draw us into a deeper connection with God. Humanity's greatest disconnection with God occurs in, in this depiction that we just read. This greatest disconnection happens when we cease to worship him by giving weight to his words. Worshipful prayer shows worth, attention, and affection toward God through an open dialogue. Number two, worshipful prayer gives priority. It says in verse one of Genesis three, we just read this. The serpent comes and says, did God really say, You, you can fill in the blank, whatever you want after that. I'm going to focus on, did God really say, the the premise of that is, hey, humanity, can I get you thinking about your own voice? What do you say God said? There's a slight tweak there. It's not what I say God said, it's what God said. Have you ever been in a conversation, somebody says something to you and they say, can you repeat back to me what I just said? And you repeat back to you, Is, if you're in, if it's never the same. Why? Because we have, we're, we're like giant human filters, right? <laughs> Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? He's like, I understand. Now say it back to me. You say it back to me. It's like, I didn't say that. Right? What happens? We insert our own voice into what God's voice intended. So what's the enemy getting us to do here? The enemy is literally his ploy is to get Adam and Eve to give priority to their own voice in their dialogue with God. He just wants to get them to interject their own voice. The enemy just wants to get us to start sipping our own Kool-Aid. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) All right. He's like, the enemy's like, God said... But what do you say? (laughs) I'm going to give another definition of worshipful prayer. It's the exaltation of worth by a weighted exchange of words. It's an exaltation of worth by a weighted exchange of words. Here's what I mean. You may exchange words with God, but you may not give priority to his words. We can have conversation with people, we, but, but we walk away and just go, I'm not going to listen. In fact, I have proven this over and over and over in my life. Perhaps you have. I mean, I, I've read great information, words of experts on how to do certain things. I walk away and I don't listen. Have a great conversation. I find this out in counseling a lot of times. You've come to me, you've asked for biblical counsel. This is what the biblical says. And then you come back to me and you ask me the same question. We're having a conversation, but you're not giving priority to God's word. This is the enemy's ploy. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm listening. Are you listening? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm listening. Matthew twenty six thirty six. This is Jesus right before he goes to his death on the cross. Listen to this. Listen to the brutal humanity that Jesus has to deal with as the son of God. Then Jesus went to them, to the disciples. He went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to, to do what? Pray. He's going to have this worshipful, prayerful, open dialogue with the father. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. Uh oh, things are starting to go downhill here. He told them, Listen, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Man, have you ever felt that way? I've felt that way. Maybe for some of us, we could give the last year a title Soul Crushing Feelings of Death. unless you've invested in GameStop this week. Sorry. He says, stay here and keep watch with me. Listen, he went on a little further and he bowed his face to the ground. And listen, out of this grief, out of this anguish, out of this distress, Jesus falls on his face. And Jesus lifts his voice and he says this. My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want what? Your will be done, not mine. Hold on a second. My iPad decided to listen to me. This is why this passage is so important. It shows two things. Number one, Jesus had a voice in the dialogue with God. See, having an open dialogue means having an open dialogue. It means that there's times when I'm going to speak and God gives us room to speak. He He wants us to speak. But although we have a voice in the dialogue, it doesn't mean that our voice is the priority. Jesus gives voice in this relationship, but what he shows us and models for us is although he has a voice, he's giving weight to God's will, his word, his desires. I think we live in a society right now where we, 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 we aim at giving voice to humanity. I think we should, I think we need to give voice to people that, that their voices have been oppressed. That's not what I'm saying but if we give voice to someone void of making sure that they have the voice of God first in their life, when they speak, they will be words of personal affirmation and it will always draw back to self and never point to the originator. Are you following what I'm saying? So prayer is this place that we come to that we get in alignment with God's will as a worshiper of God. Worshipful prayer gives us priority. About 3.40 this morning, my one-year-old wakes up. Very distinct moment. And she's gaining lots of words. She's in that place where you say something, she just mimics it right back she thinks she's really hilarious (laughs) and so she wakes up she starts talking to my wife Shandra and I she starts having this conversation I'm like bro (laughs) like (laughs) bruh, what are you doing she's all she starts trying to wake her sister up heya 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 wake up Shandra's like it ain't time to wake up she's like oh wake up wake up heya We're like, no, go to sleep. She goes, nope. (laughs) So then I pipe up and I'm like, hey, daddy said, go to sleep. She goes, no, daddy. I go, oh my gosh. She goes, oh my gosh. (laughs) And then she, and then she starts to giggle and then she goes, oh shoot. (laughs) And starts laughing. And just the thing that I want to have happen at 3.40 in the morning, God starts speaking to me and says, Do you know, this is a perfect depiction of how you communicate with me sometimes, Pat. You come to me at the most inopportune time, and you just start talking, and you think you're really funny. You, 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 you and, I, and I'm trying to tell you, and I'm like, would you just go to sleep? My daughter's like, no. And God's like, I'm just trying to give you rest in my word, but you just keep talking. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, we could have done this at like seven this morning. He's like, no, it's only a sign of immaturity. When you dialogue and you don't give worth and weight to your father's voice. Don't be like your one-year-old. And I begin processing, what are the things that I'm in worshipful prayer about with God? I even think I'm cute sometimes about it. Nope. (laughs) God's like, Go to sleep sometimes we take God's word as punishment my one year old I think takes when I say go to sleep she's receiving it as punishment sometimes we take God's word as punishment but it's actually a form of progress for us if we listen See, worshipful prayer gives priority to God's voice in all circumstances. Jesus gave priority when his business was booming and he gave priority when his soul was being crushed. The worst time is the best time. And the best time is the best time to give priority to God's words in our life. Number three, worshipful prayer puts us in touch. Lastly, This is so important. This dialogue that we're drawn into. This is when the cool evening breezes were blowing. This is verse eight. We just read this. The man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid because they were aware of their nakedness. And God says, where are you? There's this time of day, just growing up surfing my entire life. There's a time of day that I love it's, it's summertime, specifically, June 21st, the longest day of the year. Not more than 24 hours longest. The sun is shining the most in Southern California. The water's just warm enough that I don't have to wear a wetsuit. I can feel the sun on my skin. I'm sitting in the salt water. The sun's going down. I have a front row seat to a sunset that people all over the world pause and stop to get a picture of. There's something romantic about this moment. Isn't it interesting that it's the very moment that God comes to Adam and Eve is the very moment that we chase as humans to get the most beautiful picture of? It's an intimate moment. We call it romantic. I like long walks on the beach during sunset. Do you know why? You were made for it. You were made for this moment. As a worshiper. And what happens? Satan steps in and by causing division and dialogue, he actually creates disconnection in our community with God. Let me say it another way he gets us to lose touch with our creator. If I were leaving today and I was giving my final farewell, I would say, stay in touch. It's me saying, Hey, let's let's keep communicating. Let's keep the, let's keep an open dialogue. Why? Because I know that even though I might be far in distance, that through dialogue, we can be close at heart. Satan desires for us to lose touch with God by losing touch with God's voice. Broken communication always leads to broken community. The community of humanity is broken. This is not a 2021 thing. From the very beginning, the community of humanity has been broken because our community with God and his voice has been broken. This is not new. We're just dressing it different. communicated on different types of platforms in 2021. But at the heart of it is a deep disconnection. We've lost touch. And I love this idea that prayer it puts us back in communication. With God and hence puts us back in community with God. And what it does is that it deepens our intimacy with God. And what was broken in verse eight, this intimate connection that we have with God walking in the cool breezes of the evening were broken this time that people chase, literally drive down the coast, people just stop their cars. Like Facebook is flooded. Did you, did you see the sunset? There's two things that I see most. Did you see the sunset? And did you feel that earthquake? <laughs> Prayer is more than a ritual of request making to God. It's an open dialogue. Listen, with an open heart to be intimately changed. Prayer changes things. And you may have heard this before. Prayer changes things. The first thing it's going to change is you. Because what God speaks into changes. What did I say in the beginning? In Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created heavens and earth. And the spirit of God was there. And God did what? Spoke. And what happened to the environment? Let there be light and there was light. God's voice in your life has the power and the ability because of what we've been given in Jesus Christ. We no longer have to go. You don't have to come to me to pray on your behalf. Me, when I say that, a representation of priesthood. Jesus is actually considered in Hebrews, it says he's the high priest. It's the same picture as Genesis 1. You have the Father who spoke. You have the Spirit of God who was hovering over the water. And you have the Word of God that we talked about last week. And when God speaks His Word, everything changes. So we can now come to Him in worshipful prayer. We can come to the Father in the Spirit through the authority in Jesus' name. That's why when we pray, we say, in what? Jesus' name. Why? Because it's Jesus that is now the high priest that gives us the ability to enter in to the most intimate of places with the Father. Hebrews 4.14. I'm going to read this really quickly. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he's faced all of the same testings that we do. Yet he did not sin. Let us come boldly. Let us come boldly. <laughs> My one year old is bold. Dad, it's 340. Wake up. We're going to have a talk. That's bold. You don't need to wait. You know, you don't need to wait. You can come boldly. You can come boldly before the Father. Did you know that I was kinda irritated? There's a bit of me that was kinda irritated this morning. I'm like, ah, child, you need to go to sleep, but selfishly, you need to go to sleep, because I wanna sleep. Do you know that you never disturb God? You never disrupt Him? He's always there, He's always waiting, He's always available, because He's actually a really good dad. I can be a good dad sometimes, but then I get selfish. Like at 3.40 in the morning, when I'm like, this is an inopportune time for you to decide to wake up and have a conversation finally. God's like, I just want to have a conversation. Why? Because that dialogue actually leads leads to this community, leads to this deep intimacy that's been broken from the beginning of time. This is what the enemy has done. We need to get back to worshipful prayer. Because it changes everything. From what I can see right now, We need some changes. Worshipful prayer says, Change me first. My soul feels crushed, God. But I want your will, not mine. It gives priority and it gets us in touch. We were made for this stand with me. I always want to make things really super simple. Mainly for myself. Because I'm like, how can I make this simple? So here's my challenge. I'm always going to challenge you guys walking away. Okay? If you don't exercise after you eat, it leads to spiritual obesity. And that <laughs> it's funny but it's the truth and we don't need to devour more spiritual food without exercising we need to burn some spiritual calories alright we need to get fit so here, here's the challenge write down your top three people that you dialogue with during the week <laughs> so I want you to write it down And here's what I want you to do. Is God in your top three? Now, if he's not, you're going to add him. If he is, cool. This is what we're going to do because we can do anything. (laughs) Yes, you guys are starting to get it. You can do anything one time. Anybody can do anything. Turn to somebody and say, you can do anything one time. So this is what we're going to do. This week, we're going to invest one additional minute a day. Oh my gosh, don't say it. Woo! I'm going to be totally exhausted from this, Pastor Pat. I don't know if I can do it. One minute a day? You can do it because anybody can do. <laughs> yeah, okay. You guys are getting it. Invest one additional minute sitting quiet and listening to God. Because we get a lot of what he said. And we get plenty of what she said. I live in a house of nine women. I get a lot of what she said. (laughs) And baby Jesus, I need to know what God said. (laughs) All right? Are you with me? Let's pray. Father, we come to you boldly through your spirit in the name of Jesus and we say right now we are worshipers we are built this way but we're going to get in alignment we're, we're going to worship you prayerfully by giving priority to your voice And in doing so, this dialogue that we have is going to lead to deeper connection and deeper intimacy. It's gonna lead us back to the place of our original design and it is to walk in your company. It's to walk in communication and walk in community with you. That is our original design and we need to get back to it. And so today we say in the name of Jesus, we give over. The places of our life that we've placed all the other voices above yours, God. We say yes to your name. Yes to your voice. We elevate it, give it priority, and we welcome it as it puts us in closer proximity. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said, amen and amen.